I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Sophie Ellis-Bexter and welcome to Spinning Plates, the podcast where I speak to busy working women who also happen to be mothers about how they make it work. I'm a singer and I've released seven albums in between having my five sons aged 16 months to 16 years, so I spin a few plates myself. Being a mother can be the most amazing thing, but can also be hard to find time for yourself and your own ambitions. I want to be a bit nosy and see how other people balance everything. Welcome to Spinning Plates. Yo, hello. It's me and it's you. And this is Spinning Plates and... Um, well, I've really been living the life today. The plates have been spinning. I brought an album out a week ago, Hannah, album number seven, and I've been spending the time either promoting the record, which has actually been a lot of fun, um, or home here with the kids doing kid things and organising parent-teacher meetings and doctor's appointments and all sorts of stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. I just, I've got a bit of a cough because I just, I'm trying to, sorry, this is really middle-aged. I got some shoes the other day and I love them, but they're a little bit tight and I tried the next size up too big. So I'm going to, um, I'm trying to stretch them. So I bought like these sorts of wooden st shoe stretcher things and some spray and the spray is really caught in my throat. So it's sort of, well, basically, it's made my throat feel smaller, so I hope it doesn't make my shoes feel smaller. <laughs> Maybe the spray is to bring them in, not stretch them out. Anyway, um, yeah, so Richard's been away this week, so it's been very much kind of one end of the spectrum to the other. So, for example, yesterday, Richard and I did some DJing. We went to bed, finished at half midnight, was home by about quarter past one, couldn't sleep, so I fell asleep at half two and then was up at seven to get the kids up for school and I just feel a bit like come on and then today the album charted and it's gone in at number eight which is absolutely flipping amazing actually so I'm super chuffed to have you know this album have done so well and everybody who's been working on the project's been working really hard and had some lovely feedback and how am I going to celebrate this 
momentous occasion. You know, this is my fourth top ten album. Amazing. Well, I'm going on a school camping trip. Uh, yes, I am currently looking at all their little clothes. I'm getting things together. I've just done one kid's clothes. I've got to do another kid's clothes. Downstairs, I've got an ice box I found in the attic. I'm putting in bits and bobs for the trip. It's a complete mess. I feel like I've only got an hour left before I have to go and pick them up from school. I am going to forget something. And that's how I'm spending my weekend. Well, almost, but not quite. It's a two-night camping trip. Tonight, Richard and I are going with the kids, and tomorrow someone is going to come. Jessica, our au pair, is going to come take over from me and Richard so that we can go to Cambridge for a festival tomorrow night because the kids wanted to stay on at the campsite. Ta-da! That's the weekend. But it is beautiful weather here in London town today, and I'm feeling good. And boy, oh boy, have I got a wonderful guest for you today. So I'm sure I'm repeating myself here, but right from the beginning of doing this podcast, my intention was always to speak to some women who you might know already and then speak to some women that I can introduce you to. And I was always looking for exciting, interesting, crazy tales, you know? And not everybody is out there living, it's not all about people living charmed lives, it's not all about high achievers, even though we do feature lots of women who've like outdone themselves they are incredible human beings but some people I've spoken to they're just doing something really interesting I don't know for example by the way I'm not diminishing that they're not achieving things I just mean it's the stories that I hope that I can entice you towards and the people behind it so when I say um that I'm thinking about um Sylvia who I spoke to who had been burnt very badly when she was a child and that really transformed her entire life and she ended up showing extraordinary strength by completely embracing her body that for so long had been something that she felt held back by. I'm thinking of Amelia who's the circus performer who finds herself now being a horse acrobat. I want an incredible life and today well Anne Fish has got an amazing story and I really enjoyed speaking to her and like so many of my guests she's got this incredible inner strength because actually she has she's had to walk through the odd fire she's got two boys who are now 18 and 22 I think I'm right um very sadly when her younger boy was only small uh, under a year old actually her husband died he had a very short um experience with cancer and sadly that meant that he lost his life when Anne had only the second baby boy and very small baby so that left her with an immense uh, weight on her shoulders, you know, the responsibility of raising her boys, even though she was grieving, and also found herself unable to provide for them at times. Um, anyway, the reason I got in touch with her is because I was talking to my kids and I said, what job would it be interesting for a mum to be doing that I speak to? Like, what occupation would you be intrigued by? And one of them, I think it might have been Jesse, actually, he's seven, he said gamer. And I thought, oh, actually, yeah. So I started doing a little bit of light research and I stumbled across Anne's story and I absolutely loved it. So Anne's second son is known on YouTube as Benji Fish. He became a very successful Fortnite player. Bear with me, I will explain whatever these things are if you're not familiar with them. So through Fortnite... He and his success at the challenges and competitions he was entering, you know, winning serious money here, and decided to manage him. 
he ended up stopping um, conventional school and being homeschooled so that he could continue his gaming because it's crazy hours, but he was being very successful at it. Anyway, present day, Benji, who's still living at home with his mum, he now has moved out of Fortnite. He doesn't do Fortnite anymore. He does other games. However, Anne has become something of a gamer herself, and she now plays Fortnite and, in fact, has been signed by a Dubai-based um, eSports company as one of their content providers. So this is a crazy story. Even more crazy... When I meet Anne, and, you know, no disrespect to gamers or non-gamers, but she does not strike you as somebody that you think is going to know her way around Fortnite. We went to find her on this beautiful little house on one of the little islands you get just off the Thames, and we're wandering around, like, trying to find the house, see through the window this lady, she sat there with a blanket on her lap, a hot water bottle on her lap, and a game controller in her hand playing Fortnite. Just flipping brilliant. I love it. And she's really good at it, by the way. Does live streams, all that kind of thing. So what do you need to know for this? I think most of the stuff, even if you don't know the reference in terms of the gaming or the gamer, sorry about the drilling outside, by the way, you'll pick up what she's talking about. The only thing I think you might want to know about is what Fortnite is. I know what Fortnite is because my, not my eldest actually, my second one down, Kit, who's now 14, he got really into Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite is, it's actually really good fun. I like it. Basically, you are a character. You can choose what your skin is. You can choose how you present in the game. You have a series of weapons, but they're done in a kind of cartoony way. So you might have a bazooka or a laser gun or things like this, or, I don't know, an axe or whatever. And you, basically, you are battling other people who are also in this game, on this landscape. So you get dropped onto what is like a map. You run around. You try and eliminate your competitors. And the last person standing is the winner of that Fortnite battle and my kids played it Richard plays it with them sometimes I actually like it it also has elements of dance in there because the characters you can buy little dances for them to do lots of uh, musicians give their music to Fortnite Marshmallow's done a gig in Fortnite Ariana Grande's done a gig in Fortnite um you know it's it's a whole world out there anyway sorry I feel like I've kind of probably whipped around the head with a lot of information but I wanted to set it up a little bit because I think it you know it's interesting to me that I like how I find some of my guests basically and I'm so thrilled that I found Anne and that she then said yes to talking to me because I always love it when people can surprise you and it reminds you doesn't it that you could be sat next to someone on the bus uh, in a cafe or whatever and you can have a glance over and you think you know who that person is and you just never flipping know and the fact that Anne has not only embraced her love of gaming is not only good at it but she's also it's actually given her more confidence and given her more friends and sort of I just think if, if Anne can do it anybody can find access to that thing that just empowers them like that's that's really special Varan, it's fortnight. What's your thing? Anyway, I will leave you with um, with Anne and I. I'm going to get back to finding the stuff for the camping trip. Wish me luck. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be meeting you. Oh, thank um, you for coming all the way down here. Well, it's a beautiful part of the world you live in. But also, I think you're story and what you're up to is absolutely amazing I don't yeah. know if you realize quite how inspiring I find the fact that you are <laughs> you've become a gamer yourself but also you've obviously got this incredible bond with your 
boys. Mm. Um, so why don't we start with the here and now? What are okay. you up to at the moment? At the moment, I am just busy playing Fortnite. So <laughs> very exciting. I've actually Epic Games has given me my own Creator Cup, okay. which is actually tomorrow That's on incredible. Friday the seventeenth. Um, so I'm actually going to be playing with Benji and Mr. Savage. So ah. I'm so excited because Benji is um, quit Fortnite. So he's retired and he's now playing uh, Valorant. He's trying to become a, a pro in Valorant. Okay. So he's literally hasn't played Fortnite for months. Yeah. Um, and so he's actually coming out of retirement to play with me and his old duo, Mr. Savage. So Just that to give is, some context to retirement, how old is Benji. Uh, 18. 18. But no, retired from Fortnite. <laughs> yes, I understand. Not as a professional esports player. So his goal is to become a professional in um, in Valorant. But no, so I am basically playing Fortnite most of the time um, as a content creator for Galaxy Racer. Mm-hmm. So I'm signed with um, GXR. Um, and also trying to become a professional myself. Pro Amazing. esports player. But it is... It's a bit like it's still going to take like another 18 months to two years to achieve that, I reckon, from a skill level. Okay. So literally coming from someone that has never played a game before in my life, it's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, most of the children nowadays, you know, you give them a phone at the age of two or three, you know, they're on there sort of like playing, they know exactly what to do. Yeah. They pick up a game, they can instantly play it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm coming from a complete standing start. So although I've been playing from two years... It is like learning from scratch. So it's a slow process. So, um, yeah. So I'm putting in the same amount of hours that most pro esports players are doing. So I'm practicing for like six to eight hours a day. Wow. On all the different like mechanics, aiming, all that sort of thing. As well as then doing my streaming and content creation sort of thing so and then managing Benji traveling we've just uh, booked to go to, to San Diego DreamHacks just announced um, a LAN event in San Diego so um, so we're going there in April and things so yeah so what motivates you to want to take it to that level rather than just be someone that plays for fun what's this what's the shift I think we've discovered that I am very competitive <laughs> I am when you say very, we, you mean as a family? Um, no, probably the people that I play with generally, like my duo, my mods and everything. I'm probably Benji and so... So it's not Benji's being a pro gamer yeah. that's necessarily inspired me to do this. It's I want to be the best. Yeah, I can see that. that. I can. So, yeah, I really want to prove that I can be up there and, and play at that level. At the moment, there's no way. I mean, people just like walk all over run all over me so what i have to do is use strategy Mm -hmm. so everyone thinks of Fortnite as very much um you know obviously going there uh, frag out sort of eliminate players you know sort of box but it there's actually a lot more strategy to it as well so you've got to like do plan rotations where you're going to land you know sort of so i can do all of that sort of thing um so it's it's and then I've just got to get the mechanics and the aim and the everything up to the same level as that. And Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I actually understand a lot of what you're talking about. Mm. I don't know to, to what extent um, everybody listening 
with. So no. for con- I have um, five children and there's a lot mm. of gaming that goes on in my house. And I think for for me it's absolutely no surprise because Richard and I are both quite techie. I, I've always... I like games as well. I, I haven't really moved with the times, mm. as in I have an actual Game Boy. All right, in, okay, I yeah, don't yeah. mean like a Nintendo Switch. I mean the original yeah, battery-powered, yeah, 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 yeah. no-backlight yeah. Game Boy that I travel with. I'm still in the sort of Tetris side of no. things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but my kids play Fortnite um, and other games as well. Um, on Sunday night, I couldn't find Richard, my husband, and he was playing Fortnite on his own. All the other really? kids were with me. Oh, wow. So, you know, this, the, sound, the sound of the Fortnite yeah. game yeah. going off yeah, in, yeah. in that room is very familiar to me. I know what the map looks like. I know what the characters look like. Mm. I have got one connection to Fortnite, actually. It is my own. Uh, a while back, they did a boogie down challenge where everybody could enter a dance routine that would hopefully, if they won, be turned into an emote. Oh, right, okay. So the little dance routines, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that you can see on screen. And um, so I did a little dance that I filmed and entered. And I think they took slight pity on me because out of the people that entered, I think, <laughs> being a sort of, uh, I think at the time I was probably in my late 30s, uh, wearing a sequin jumpsuit, um, I don't think there were many people in my category. <laughs> <laughs> so I came 14th oh, wow. um, in the uh, Fortnite Boogie Down Challenge. And I won 6,000 V-Bucks. And really? And the disco emotes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's quite fun, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but you have taken an... Ad- I mean, I, I think it's really interesting what you're saying, that, that this isn't really... Obviously, you're introduced to mm. the world of gaming in that professional way through one of your through son's Andy, passions. Yeah. yeah. But now it's become something that's very personal to you about... When you say you're trying to prove it, prove it to... Myself, I think. Mm. Prove it to myself, yeah. Not not to anyone else. I personally want to be up there at the same... I mean, I'm never going to quite be that tier one pro, but sort of maybe tier two, tier three. You know, up there being able to compete with all the others. Amazing. And not like, look completely stupid. No, no, thing. hold your own yeah. and... And you're right, because the thing you can bring to the table that is completely unique will be your ability to strategize. Mm. Because when it comes to being being pro and being in that mm. top tier, I don't think everybody understands that that's really sort of late teens through to early 20s is when you're at your peak with that, yeah. your ability yeah. to... What is it? Just, just simple reflexes. It is. But you say that. I was at um, an event recently... Uh, Dreamhack was it? Dreamhack, yes, yeah, so over in Sweden. And another pro player, Nikov, was doing. Asked me to do a challenge where you've got like the lights. You've got like little bells. Oh no! You have like four balls, and then you have to, as the light comes up, you've got to press the light mm-hmm. um, to see how fast you are. And I thought I'd be terrible at it, but he actually said that my results weren't that far off. Quite a lot. Some of are the they? other pro players and some of the pro players was actually worse than me so reaction I don't think it is but I think it's just your brain works slower as you get older doesn't Mm. it sort of thing so actually just being able to react quickly to something is is a lot harder for me even doing things like admin paperwork that sort of thing is takes me longer now yeah it is slower i i i notice it you know sort of even though i'm still multitasking doing like about four or five different things and whatever just being able to do things uh as quick as i used to do like mm. i do all the accounts work and everything it, it just takes 
takes a little bit more time. Yeah, and I suppose what we're really... I mean, obviously, the fact that it's gaming is quite a quirky thing mm. for, you know, for your generation. But when you, what you're talking about in terms of keeping your brain feeling young, mm. keeping challenged oiling all the all the stuff in there, yeah. keeping keep on top of stuff, is actually something that could manifest in lots of ways, couldn't it? Yeah. There's I mean they they, they there's you know, for just keeping you young and mm. sort of being able to um keep that brain from deteriorating and things mm. and th- taking on new activities where yeah. it doesn't have to be Fortnite, sort of whatever, sort of taking on a new activity just keeps that brain working and exactly. keeps you young really. And yeah. I love being around all the youngsters. Yeah. Like they, they sort of like, when I talk to my peers, like like my girlfriends and yeah. sort of thing, they haven't got a clue what I'm talking about this time <laughs> because, and I, someone said to me the other day, I've missed that generation gap because I still, yeah. still can chat to like 17. Most of my friends online are only 15 to 20s or something. Yeah. 1920s, so... It's a completely different world. It's quite interesting. I love it. I think it's incredible. I mean, it's 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 brilliant. And as I said at the beginning, I think it's really inspiring because I think uh, it's an interesting one because with a lot of gaming, I mean, certainly from my experience, a lot of it is, is, is fairly introverted in terms of the way you, you set it mm. up and you're spending time on your own. But then through it, the, the confidence you can gain and finding your tribe... And all mm. of that kind of thing is really powerful. And for a lot of people, that is happening at that time in their life when they're younger. And maybe they're at home, there's family life happening in one mm. space. And, you know, you've got a kid. I mean, this is very typical of a dynamic mm. in our house. My eldest boy would always just take himself off. And that would be his sort of safe space to go yeah. and game, to communicate with his peers, to chat with his mates. And it sort of runs along a fairly sort of typical arc of that, mm. that time in your life. But actually... All those things, in the kernel of who we are and what resonates with us is is there for, for the whole time, isn't it? So yeah. being able to recognise that and actually still give yourself that space and be able to chat to people who are feeling the same as you, even mm. if you've got, you're bridging that divide, yeah. is, is incredible. Yeah, Because so, yeah. what it is that resonates with you and those yeah. 17, 18 years will be something yeah. very similar, actually, yeah. at the heart of it. Yeah. Um, so what, what do your girlfriends think about it all? I mean, they're very pleased, obviously, of what I've achieved and everything, mm. but they just don't understand it at all. So, like, they they see me, like, whizzing around the world. Like, last year I was went to Saudi and, um, you know, I've been to Tokyo and sort of America and Sweden and all these different places. So, and all thanks to Fortnite and gaming, mm. etc., which is amazing to be able to yeah. travel and play is just insane, really. Um but yeah, they're they're just pleased for me. Yeah, it's but incredible. very pleased, but don't also, quite understand it. <laughs> well, also, that's your consultancy with the esports. That's mm. you're actually the are you the first gamer mum to ever have that position? I can't think there have there are other parents that do game, but I don't. I can't really think of any in quite the same way that have become content creators and signed with an organ organization and things like that. So what does content creation involve? What's the actual, how does that work? That's basically just streaming um, and creating content, which people then watch. So most people, most, uh, most teenagers 
or to tend to not watch TV much these days. Mm. Everything is online. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so there are different platforms that they can do it. So, for example, on gaming, the platform tends to be Twitch. There are now others that have mm. started up, etc. So most people uh, would they they would just watch you on Twitch, mm-hmm. and then you'd get the viewers and you know etc. You. So that's what it's meant by content creator. But then you might want to do like IRL content creation. So, for example, um, people like there's someone called Archie or there's someone called your fellow Arab and they go out and actually they travel and create content that way. So they're actually live streaming and I've done it as well. So when I'm at um, DreamHack and places, I will actually go around and do IRL streaming sort Mm -hmm. of thing. So you're actually going around talking to the players, watching what they're filming. So people actually enjoy that. So. Yeah. And so with, with the, the challenges, when you're saying, you know, you've got goals of mm. being part of the pro, and how is everything that you get up to totally self-motivated? Do you have to keep be the one to set all those yeah. plans in action? It's, it's self-motivated by me, yes. Yeah. And how does, it, does that come with it as a bit of pressure? I mean, anyone that's like sort of entrepreneurial, I guess there's a... There is. I mean, I, um, as my friends, my online friends, and my duo, I've got a duo, Jay, who has helped me a lot, is I get very upset very quickly if I'm not achieving everything as fast as I want to achieve, you know. I might do a tournament, and when you're playing at the high level, um, like I played a tournament the other day, and we did, I did badly in my books, um, I, I could very easily just give up almost, mm. but it's, it's keeping going, like, you know, just keep his, keeping yourself motivated. And they help me as well, very much so, sort of like, you know, it's just going to take time. Those other players have got four or five years ahead of you, whereas I've only got two years. Yeah. But I just want to achieve it quicker. And it's just, I can't wave a magic wand and all of a sudden I'm going to improve overnight. It is literally time yeah but that, yeah and I suppose as well that 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 frustration and yeah. impatience is part of the passion isn't it yeah because yeah. otherwise it, it matters yeah you've you've made space for it in your life and and also you know this is another thing people might not realize is that you know it's it's a bona fide job all of this mm. stuff you know it's it actually and I think I think certainly with um you know what, what you've been doing with with Benji and his mm. career do you feel like people still don't quite understand? Like it's almost oh, like this very whole much so. other world. Yeah. So that is one of the, the reasons I created um, the book, Build It with Benji Fishy and Miss Savage. Mm. So that's co-authored with Johnny, who's Miss Savage's dad. And it's basically to explain to parents or try to explain a little bit to parents that there is a career out there for mm. people. So it's uh, gaming has got a very bad reputation um so but to understand that there are now transferable skills that they're learning sort of while they're gaming so yeah. that leadership skills communication you know there's a whole load of um skills that they're learning that they can use in other careers yeah um so it could be that they just play for entertainment mixing with their friends etc but then they go on and do other careers but the esports world also you know, you might want to do social media or go into marketing or go into yeah. uh, videoing. There's a whole 
area, lots of different areas that they can work in. Yeah. And now the certainly in the UK, the British Esports Association has teamed up with BTEC. So there's now esports courses at colleges for like 14 to 16 year olds and 16 to 18 year olds. So I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, they they've been doing that for the last few years. So that's recognised. So you can do sort of design, like mm. game design. Yeah. courses. I think that's been around for a while. But this yeah. is yes. So that this is different. so then they could that. go from there to maybe um, doing something like game design at university amazing. or whatever. And what you tend to find is that when teenagers find something that they're very passionate about so if it's gaming or something so they're if they're actually doing a course that they enjoy mm. then they're going to learn learn more Absolutely. or else they're not so yeah. you know if they there's no point you know them trying to do a business course when they're not business or an arc do you know so if they're yeah. and then they cover a whole load of um different topics in that and also in america so i'm working with cope which is the coalition of parents in esports and so in America, you can actually get scholarship for scholarships for esports out there. So all their yeah. like college um, fees would be paid, and they just represent their uni- equivalent to university or amazing or whatever. So I mean, I guess this is a really mm. very fast moving landscape. Um, I can remember going on a school camping trip probably about five or six years ago, and a lot of the parents, you know my age and younger actually, are quite a knee-jerk negative reaction when it comes to gaming. Mm. And I think, I mean, I, I get where it comes from because the internet, um, so much of it is like the Wild West, mm. you know, and it's finding its feet. And I think we've, we've been taught as parents to be fearful of the idea that anybody could be talking to your kid and having yeah. their ear yeah in a way that's private to you that's obviously scary and i remember when so my eldest i think is the same age as, as benji mm-hmm. maybe he was born in april 2004 oh same as benji then yeah yeah so that's that's cool so yeah gonna be 19 in a little bit yeah, yeah. and so when sonny was really gaming and it's something he's always loved um i remember saying to him i've i've been told that these are the reasons mm-hmm. why i should be worried about this yeah. So now I want you to tell me why I don't need to worry about those things. I want to hear it from you. And actually, for me, that was the way that we kind of found our feet with it. So I thought, well, it's, he doesn't need me. Just It's a bit like the equivalent of um, parents in the 60s. Like, you know, you're mm. not listening to that rock and yeah, roll music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> You've got to try and hope that you've instilled in your kids ways to navigate all of these things, mm. right? And your instincts will see you right. There's always going to be the peripheral stuff. But at the heart of it, as you say, there's a lot of really important skills but as also, I suppose, it's a different thing as well when your child gets very... It's not just serious about it, but there's this breaking point mm. where it's like, actually, we have to now make a decision about how we make this professional. So yeah. can you tell me a little bit about your experience with managing Benji yeah. and what was happening with him? I mean, so, so going back to what you were saying about um, being concerned about them being online, I was, when Benji was younger, that was a big thing. Mm. So I always used to have him playing in like the main living room and he I could hear him talking and sort of thing and because I've got an older son who's Mm -hmm. seven years old Charles who's seven years older I used to have him playing with Benji so he could hear what the other sort of like almost like monitoring sort of thing that's handy so that worked quite well for us 
And as um, Charles, did he stay in that role for quite a while, being sort of I think the very big yeah, brother? The, yes, yeah. the, the big brother, and mm-hmm. and he talked taught Benji a lot from that aspect and Sweet. sort of thing. So I was always knew that Benji could look after himself online and he wasn't going to do it. So from a parent perspective, I, I trusted him. And then obviously then went gaming himself. But what people don't understand about being a professional esports player is it's the equivalent to being, in terms that other parents would understand, being signed as a... Uh, a say a Premier League footballer for Arsenal, Liverpool. It, it's it's at that sort of level, yeah. Right. That's a so very good analogy. It's the to start with. It was the whole balancing thing. So it's what I say to it. It's it's like whenever your child is interested in a particular topic. So Benji used to do ten pin bowling. He was actually really good at it and wanted to play for England. So you go along, don't you? Sort of like mm. to the various you know, meet, you know, learning how to do it on Saturday morning or whatever, and then maybe you get coaches or whatever out mm-hmm. and then, you know, start going to the tournaments and things like that. So it doesn't matter whether you're um, in that, whether you're in music or something like that. If, if your child starts showing an interest in playing the piano and then starts getting really good at it, you're going to get lessons on you and yeah. sort of like perform and things. So it's no different from um, the eSports world of gaming so you're starting to play and when Benji first started doing tournaments the age limit was actually 16 okay well, as in that's the age you had to be the minimum to to play <coughs> Fortnite to to take part in Fortnite tournaments it was always 16 okay and then and so he wasn't able to compete or anything I knew he was always quite he was quite good mm-hmm. um he always told me from a very young age that he wanted to be a professional esports player, so I knew that already. And so I was sort of like, okay, that's fine. But I didn't actually realise how good he was. Mm. And then what happened was um, in 2019, the World Cup got announced, Fortnite World Cup, and they then lowered the age limit to 13. Okay. Is that is that what it still is now? So it's still 13 in order to be able to compete and then there was a series of qualifiers and at that point uh Benji had just won it all happened within the literally a week mm. two weeks basically so Benji played a tournament he was duoing with Mr Savage um so he played a tournament and they won first prize so i was literally sunday morning sunday evening laying in bed uh comes in to me about midnight because I knew he'd, you know, I was having to get up at like five in the morning. But So I knew he was sort of like playing the tournament but didn't really pay too much attention to mm. it. And he comes in and goes, I've won first prize and I've won $10,000. And it was like, and he was 14 at the time. 14 <laughs> at the time, is February. Wow. So it was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, I was texting Charles at like midnight saying, he's just come first and won 10,000 and, you know, sort of. Yeah. And then it started becoming a little bit real. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So that happened. Um, Mr. Savage was already signed with Energy Esports in America. So they had approached us. So we were already talking to them about potentially joining them as an org. Um, they then went on to win a second tournament and then literally within the week world cup got announced 
and Benji got approached by about seven different orgs to, and so then we were in negotiations uh, with the different orgs. To be fair, Benji did a lot of that negotiation himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sensing um, it. Like, I like the way when he was temping bowling, he's like, I want to play for England. And then it's like, yeah. no, it's Fortnite, and I'm going yeah, to be yeah, one of the world yeah. best. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so it, we then we then settled on, we went with Energy, mm. uh, who have been an amazing Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So is this you sort of taking on the mantle of being a manager without really yeah. realising that's what was happening? Yeah, You're just Very trying to help so. your son and thinking, yeah. and here's some fun. stuff that gets a bit adult now, Yeah, let's have a look over it. Yeah, And before you know it, it's And like, then having oh. to find an accountant, find a lawyer yes. that specialised in esports and things, then... Then World Cup got announced. Um, it was 10 weeks of qualifying. Um, and only the top 100 from around the world then went to New York mm. with with first prize being three million to the winner. Blimey. And if you qualified through to the finals, mm. you were guaranteed 50,000. So, so solos was 50,000, duos were 50,000. So if you qualify for both, you were guaranteed 100,000. Mm. So fortunately, Benji qualified in week one and two for both solos and duos. It was like, wow. oh, my God. I was sitting in here. I didn't really know much about Fortnite. I didn't know how to watch Fortnite in those days. All I knew that was Benji was playing. And at one point, he was, um, I don't know, something like 1,000th or whatever. And it's only, like, the top three, I think, three yeah. that went through, I think it was. And I think, oh, no, it's going to have to be another week or something, you know, yeah. whatever. 
Um, and then all of a sudden I was watching someone's stream, Miss Savage's stream, and someone comes in chat and goes, Benji's first. And it's like, oh, my God, okay. And I'm texting my, my son Charles saying, he's first now, you know. And then he kept, I didn't know what was happening. The leaderboards weren't really updated. I, yeah. I, everything was delayed. And all I, a lot of these tournaments always go down to the last game. Oh the very last game which would be the 10th game you yes. never know what things can change dramatically mm. as to how they do in that last 10th game and so I didn't know whether he was winning losing whatever really yes and all I remember is going outside his door and I could hear him tapping on his keyboard <laughs> and the key that meant that he was still alive wow there was silence like because he was con when he when Ben yeah, yeah. is concentrating you're not even allowed you, to you cough don't, no. he, he, he sort of thing <laughs> So I'm going outside and he's still alive. Okay, so the nearer it gets it's, to I'm like... I'm stressed the 20, for you in this conference. The, the nearer it gets to like 20 minutes or whatever, into yeah. 25 minutes, which is the game length, you know that he's going to be into end games, so therefore yes. he's sort of thing. And then he um, then he came out and told me that he qualified and it was like, oh my God. It was like, just gave him a big hug. I, I didn't even want to believe... I don't know, my brain didn't want to believe it. It was just like, that's insane. They yeah. qualified in week one and then they went on and qualified in week two for Amazing. so at that point he was guaranteed a hundred thousand. Um I had always hundred percent prioritized education. That was my number one. He um Yeah. They went to fairly good schools. So if you're in this area they went to like private schools, prep school, and then he'd got into Reeds in Cobham which is no mean feat. That mm -hmm. is actually quite a hard school yeah, to get into. Yeah, exams and, yeah. The whole exams, common entrance, it was like, mm -hmm. this is, you yeah. know, you need to be keeping up the group. But at the time when he qualified for World Cup, I wanted to be able to give him the opportunity to make the most of that. Yeah. Because he was signed with an org, so he was getting yeah, a salary. Yeah, it felt solid. It felt like he an opportunity. Gotten, yeah taking that opportunity mm. and so I went to the school to see whether there was any way we could reduce his he could be given time off to be able to still do some sort of education but to you know still practice etc because they used to have games on the Saturday you meant to be their rugby on a Saturday or cricket right. or Wednesday evenings they wouldn't get back to quite late because they're doing all their sport yeah and I wanted him to be able to compete. So having chatted to them, they do have like tennis camps. Mm -hmm. So some of their players play, you know, do the tennis tours, etc. So what they tend to do is give them like a week off or two weeks to be yeah. able to uh, practice and do the camps. And then they come back to school. But the issue with Benji, the issue with that is it's just like a two weeks every term. Yeah, so what's the frequency? Fortnite was constant. So is there a tournament happening all the time somewhere there's at the moment? Tournaments right. Yeah, there's there was tournaments all the time. Yeah. Um and he needed to practice and a lot of them if he was playing sort of like NAs, not finished till two, three in the morning yeah, I was and then the yeah. he's tired, can't get up for school the next day. So I then made the decision, which was really, really hard given the fact that I'd gone to so much effort to get him into the good schools um to homeschool him and how old was he then 15 15 yeah so it was the 
first year of GCSEs. I mean, that's pretty huge, isn't it? Because that's a big, that's like a defining yeah. point in his life. That'll always be a bit like a, yeah. a crossroad and you went yeah. on one path rather than the other, you know? So I wanted to be able to give him the opportunity because in my books, you can always go back to education. Yeah. You know, at a later stage, I went to do a BTEC course at Nescott um, doing, I wanted to go into AV, um, the world of AV, and so I did sort of my Cisco and networking thing. So I went back actually with lots of 17, 18 year olds doing this BTEC course. Um, so I know you can do education yeah. as they say. It's not, I know normally it's like 14 to 16 you do GCSEs, 16 to 18 you do A levels. Yeah. But in actual fact, you can do them whenever you want. Yeah, that's very true. And I think also, you know, at the age he was then, Mm. And also with Charles, it sounds like the three of you mm. are very much yeah. thinking together. And it's what happened with your family. And this yeah. is where he found himself. And I'm just sort of thinking to myself about all, you know, the other parents and when, when they actually understand. Mm. No, no, the stakes are really high and he's competing on a global yeah. platform and he's really good. And I, I bet they really uh, stopped in their tracks and they found out as well that, that mm. you know, it's all financially very yeah. solid. It's not yeah. It's not just um, playing Fortnite till no, two no, and no. then, oh, you know, I got myself, you know. So I think, you know, it's, it's sort of actually... like, you know, like Benji did rugby as a as a child and cricket and things like that. So, what you know, or you, you go to stage school or something. Yeah. There comes a point where, you know, your child's interested in something but there's a realisation that maybe they're not going to make that, you know, they're yes. not going to be on that West End stage yes. if they're doing singing and, you know. It's going to be a hobby. Maybe they can do sort of like amateur sort of type dramatics and things and whatever. But maybe they're never quite going to make it or you're playing rugby or cricket, but you're not going to make counties and you're not going to necessarily be good enough to play for England. Yeah. So... As parents, you have to judge that, I think. Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it? And, you know, support them as much as you can, but also they've got to have a plan B. But as I think Benji it... always said, you've always got to have a plan B. If that doesn't work, you know, you've still got to... I would have probably, ideally, have kept his education up and done this, but I knew that there was no way that would happen. Yeah, but so, also, also... I mean, we did by have, home education and yeah. things, but yeah. Also, he could have done it for a year and then it doesn't... Mm. It's not what, yeah. what, It's not you know, the right shape for you and then yeah. you go back and he, okay, yeah. he goes down a year, but things happen, yeah. you know? There's lots of unexpected things that can happen and then there's other things where you think we're taking a bit of a risk, but... Yeah. I mean, think? I saw my son, my older son, and I think actually if I hadn't have seen this that maybe I wouldn't have been so... So Charles dropped out of school when he was like 17, 18 and went through a little bit of a difficult stage. Uh, but then subsequently he went back and did BTEC, then went on to uni um, and his passion is uh, music. Yeah, I so jazz guitar. Jazz yeah, guitar and things. And so then he got his um, degree. First, he got a first at uni in, in jazz. And... And so if I hadn't have seen him sort of like miss out on education maybe for a couple of years, sort of like didn't do his GCSEs to, to much later or whatever, but then went on and achieved it sort of, you know, much later then, maybe I wouldn't have been so open to it. But, mm. yeah, sort of paved the way a little bit from that perspective. Well, I think that's what happens, isn't it? Sometimes something happens with, mm. with your kids and it kind of slightly 
reshapes part of you as a parent and yeah. how you react to things. And and ultimately, you don't really win many prizes for sort of not really listening to what your kids are telling you. You know, mm. you can feel like you're doing the right thing in terms of the expectation of that age and what's yeah. going on with their peers. And it's always a bit scary when there's, you know, a, sort of a trajectory that all they're, they're all on. And yeah. up until that age, most kids do sort of follow the same suit. Yeah. I think that teenage bit is where different strands start emerging. Yeah. It can be, you know, they go through a tricky time. It can be that, as you say, there's a, a skill set that's emerging. Mm. I mean, I, I was actually thinking in a lot of ways with Benji, you really lucked out because it could have been sports. I'm sure there are a lot of... Um, parents that would identify a lot with what you're talking about yeah. if the kids chose a real aptitude for sport but then you'd have to take them somewhere yeah. you've got to be up early you with this you could be asleep while yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I that know. is great I know I used to um <laughs> know sort of like swimmer people yeah. some of his that like just like six literally they're they're in the pool at like five six in the morning aren't yeah. they sort of thing and then you're taking them to all these two and exactly. the same happened with actually bowling 10 pin bowling yeah. so i used to take him up to dunstable so he used to get coached by andy penny who's and john Ziedel, who are like england coaches amazing so I used to take him up every couple of weeks or every month to be coached by them um and then he would do the tournaments. so you'd be traveling around the country doing the tournaments i even took them to belgium to to play and things oh, wow so and we were looking at uh, scholarships in America because mm. uh, Tempin Bowling is, well, the Tempin uh, is bowling better thing went in, far. in uh, Tim Mack and some of those other players in America is much bigger and you can actually get scholarships over there just mm. like you can for esports. So we were, I was already looking at all that sort yeah. of side of things. But then uh, what happened was that uh, Benji got Osgood Schlatters, which is like you get pain in the knees Yes. And he also got Severs disease, which is where you got get pain, like growing pains also in your ankles and things. So Benji, even though he is, he was mad on cricket, he was really, really good at cricket. Um, and like he would play rugby. But after he comes off the rugby pitch or after he came up and he sat down, you would actually think he was a 70-year-old. He could hardly walk. Oh, that must have been so hard um, to see that. And then also... Like with 10-pin bowling, his back started hurting as well. Oh, wow. So he, because he's a double-handed bowler, you've got to bend down low to get the... And so, therefore, he had to stop sports for, like, li literally a year. So that also, it's, you know, from not doing... So that competitive world yes. that he would do, have maybe gone on and done 10-pin bowling or cricket or whatever got refocused into... So it wasn't um, his choice that that stopped. It was actually just because physically it was causing... Physically him. he couldn't do it. He could not do sports and for how like is that a year. for you? How's that for you seeing him having to let go of something he's put so much into and had very was, for? Yeah, that was hard because I knew he was good, especially with tempin bowling, etc. Mm. That was his passion. And so therefore to see him not being able to do that, I mean, I know... You know, Benji said, okay, it's, it's just 10-pin bowling or something. But at the time, it was actually very real. He was yeah. practising a lot. And as I say, we were putting in a lot of effort to, or as a parent, I was putting in a lot of effort to try and give him the coaching and everything that he mm. needed to be able to succeed. And then all of a sudden that gets taken away. Mm. You know, it's a bit like maybe if you're a singer 
as a boy. Like my my brother used to be really good at singing, so he was like head chorister. He played. He sang in. You know, he was soloist in Noah's Flood at the Ashcroft Theatre and things. All of a sudden, his voice broke. Oh yes, yeah, about that. Yeah. So it's it's a you know all of a sudden then your career is taken away from you, isn't it? Yeah. Because your voice isn't as good as yeah. it used to be. Um, not so much with the girls because it doesn't really maybe affect it quite. Yeah, so no, much, the voice breaking these... for boys can be. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 a sadly very common thing. They go from having these beautiful mm. falsettos and then it's just simply not there anymore because yeah. your voice box has actually changed. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same sort of like from a. Or you're, I like one of his big friends, uh, good friends, Reese, um, does rugby. Um, but he keeps getting, you know, get an injury or something. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, that's it. You, yeah. You cut, you've got six months out or, or even a professional footballer. I know. Yeah. yeah and it's, it, it changes the course of your life. Mm. If you put hours and hours and hours into that thing mm. and, I've, you know, you can see the arc of where you're headed and yeah. there's an injury. Like but that, the then. same with esports. I yeah. mean, you get repetitive strain injury and things like that. So mm-hmm. there are quite a lot of the top players that do do get repetitive. So Benji's constantly. So one of the things he is now, he's got a personal trainer. So he's doing his exercising. He's got um, a mental coach that sort of works with him, etc. So he's got a team of people around him that are helping him to. Um, and has that to work got with him. easier in terms of? What it's like to to raise someone who's basically doing a, something professional mm. like that when they're still young is it is it is there much more like a clear guideline on how to support them with all that stuff now? Do you think? I don't think there is for parents. No, no parents. Still... Yes, it's and that's one of the things that I'm trying and cope is trying to help with is to explain to parents mm. how to how to help them and sort of like create that longevity sort of thing for their career, etc. Um, but also I get lots of, like maybe their parents don't understand how to do the business side of things. And yeah, sort of, it can be quite then, intimidating as well, I would And thought. then sometimes as 15-year-olds, they're trying to do it themselves. They don't understand oh, wow. what they're doing because their parents don't support them in mm. in in esports or they don't support them in in the career and therefore um they're trying to muddle through themselves etc so trying to trying to sort of like help them as well yeah and may i ask has it always been quite straightforward with what the family have decided to do with the winnings because coming into you know five and six figure sums when you're Mm. a teenager is not that's not so typical. I've always been business orientated. I used to have my own company, uh, West Point Training, which was a computer training and management company. So I've sort of like come from the world of business. So therefore, as soon as as soon as Benji um, started earning, it was like, okay, we've got to start a limited company. We've got to, you know, get everything in place. Um, and so we haven't really known quite want to do with it um so it's sort of like being sitting there i mean one of the things was that we wanted to be able to buy the house um rather than stay renting the whole time um but that in itself is a challenge because when you've got a company you can only take so much out as dividends etc so it's not really your money it's in the business thing 
And then, so there was lots of restrictions and that has taken us three or four years to be able to achieve to the point where we've actually now purchased the house, which is just amazing. Well, it is amazing. And before we started recording, you were telling me that, you know, there's your family have been through Mm. a lot already and had to show extreme Mm. resilience. And it sounds like, I mean, even before I knew very much about you and I was thinking about the dynamic of you with your Mm. two boys and... It sounds like a lot of your relationship was forged in a bit of a fire, really, because you really sadly mm. lost your boy's dad, your husband, when you were saying Benji was only not even a year yeah. old. Yeah, so he, uh, David sadly got esophagus cancer, and literally it was very quick, within a year, basically. Um, and so Charles was seven, and I was pregnant with Benji at the time. And so... We also um, had been through, so rerun it a little bit. So we had a business which was successful, a training company, um, and then we sold that. And the the we were meant to be able to get the money from it, but we didn't get the full money of, for it, for the sale of the business. And then we were locked out of training for sort of as part of that contract for sort of like a year or something. So um, we didn't get the money for it. Um, We went into like recruitment. So David's background was always sort of like IT, telecommunications. He used to be a salesman within that world of telecommunications. So we were placing like pre pre and pre-sales and salespeople basically. Um, but that had a big crash, it sort of like crashed the market. So we then went into recruiting lawyers, which was okay, but sort of like starting the whole new career. But the fact that we didn't get the money from the business, uh, we was trying to start a new business, etc. literally everything went wrong and we were at the point of pretty much going bankrupt. Um, so we lost the house that we really loved um and ended up renting for a year and the whole concept was during that year we would then try and start up another business um but David became ill so David was very much the salesperson Mm. and I was like behind the scenes sort of doing all the you know admin paperwork but obviously he lost his motivation for selling to a certain extent and then he became ill and couldn't do that and so at the end of the day um sadly he passed away um so benji was about eight months old so it was in november and charles was seven and literally we were at the point of literally being on the streets homeless with nothing so i remember going to the council and saying you know could you house us and you know they've got this point system i didn't even have enough points to get housed but then they only put you into b&b's don't they sort of thing Mm. and i did i just like sort of thing so um so what happened was my parents support helped support us and then they said you know try and claim housing benefit and find somewhere to live private so we actually found this house um because we wanted to live by the river again Mm. um so we we came here managed to get housing benefit i then managed to find a job um i've got a very close circle of friends so joyce is like the equivalent to the godmother but she's now family so she was looking after them helping so that i could go out to work and things 
and literally then sort of started building up from literally scratch again from nowhere that's extraordinary i'm so sorry you had to go through all that that sounds like you're just having to just think about surviving really just one foot in front of the other it, it is very much i mean fortunately um the school were very supportive so they they were supportive to charles so let him finish you know gave him a bursary let him finish his education um and then when he went to his senior school um david was a freemason so the masonic trust actually masonic trust for girls and boys uh came in and actually um paid their tuition fees oh wow which for both charles and benji um but then they also helped me with like whatever activities, like for example, Benji doing say piano and saxophone and ten pin bowling, they would actually pay for his lessons and things. Mm. And so yeah, they and they used to give me like a termly allowance for them and things. So without them, we they probably wouldn't have been able to do the things that you know, yeah, those extra lessons and things. Well, I'm thinking that it's almost insurmountable to imagine having a seven year old and a little baby and dealing with grief but also just the actual struggle of just the the side of it that's to do with how do you keep a roof over your heads yeah. and keep things yeah moving. so I mean, it, it was literally without my parents I mean at one point we were I was doing car boot sales to try and earn enough money to then buy food and things that week and things and whatever so it it was a big struggle and Um, if you've had that experience does it are there things about it that kind of forever influence the way you see the world after it it i mean yes i guess so i mean you you value more what you you don't realize what you've got until you you've lost it Mm. to a certain extent you take things more for granted and so I think you just value what you, what you've got, and sort of actually now building it back up to a point where, you know, okay, we're we're okay now. Yeah, purchasing we're your okay. own house is actually. I know, not huge, having to worry about you know, having to move again. Yeah. Because moving actually onto an island is so difficult. We moved by boat, <laughs> literally moved by <laughs> to boat. Get to get yeah, literally. Um, our friends Chris and Jules have got a Dutch bar or sort of like a barge sort of thing. Yeah. And literally, we, because we moved from one island to another, literally all the furniture was wow. on the back of the boat. And literally, it came down here big. and literally... <laughs> You've got literally, a lot of wooden furniture in here as well. It's like, yeah. li- literally, it was so... <laughs> and, and then you, if you saw it, you've just got this enormous barge. with. So instead of going on in a removal van, the removal van is the barge. Mm. And then... <laughs> And then the rest of it had to be walked across the island that we couldn't get on there. It's, yeah. it's moving on to islands is not the easiest, <laughs> easiest of things to do. Maybe you're here now. Doesn't yes. need to move. Don't, I, I don't need to. Yeah, the thought, <laughs> the thought of having to move. I mean, we've had to move like four times like that. It's it just so stressful to me. Yeah, and I should imagine being able to have a very mm. solid base is actually. Yeah, worth more than worth concern, yeah. really, isn't it? It is. It is for me. Yeah, it's really significant. So. But also, I think you know, it sounds like you've had to also when you were saying that David was the more extrovert and the salesperson, mm. and you were more in the background. So that means you also have to work on your own 
confidence when the mm. other person is gone you've got to then yeah yeah very much step so. forward um yeah. i mean i had the the training business was my business so mm. i started that so i was out there training people but david then came on board as the sales and took it mm. to so, and it was quite interesting actually because that female male sort of thing when we went into business meetings I was obviously 15 years younger than David, but went into business because David was more the sales. Even though it was my business, they would always talk to David and the male. Mm. For, do you know, you get sidetracked. Even though it's your business and everything, you got, yeah, yeah you're not of any interest sort of thing. It's, yeah. It, so having to sort of, yes. So I used to let him do it. That, that's fine. He was very much worth sales time and I did all these sort of like training, sorting out the computers because he wasn't so technical, et cetera, mm. from setting up that. Um, and it worked well. Yeah. I mean, being with someone, your husband, 24-7 can be challenging. Mm -hmm. um, but we split it separately, so we weren't in each other's pockets and things like that. And um, But I've always been a workaholic, absolutely. I always work, like, have always worked since I was 17, sort of like seven days a week, 12-hour days, etc. Um, yeah, I've always... And, like, I was listening to some of your other podcasts, but, like, um, like, I came out of hospital having had Charles and literally he came into the office and was there behind my desk, sort of like I was... So I'm working, like, literally the same days that he came out of hospital and things. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, the, and then it wasn't until... So he's there and obviously training, and then he starts crying, you know, as the delegates are there. And so then we got a few complaints that he was crying, you know, so they couldn't concentrate on their training courses. And that's how Joyce came along. Um, so Joyce, uh, we we brought on board as, um, or she was there sort of working in the offices, but she was also a childminder. Mm. So she then took Charles, and, um, and that's been, you know, she's been helping being part of the family she now comes on holiday she used to come on holiday with us um to help look after charles and benji you know sort of no oh, she sounds amazing mm, she yeah, is. As you say it's like family now yeah very much so yeah it's amazing isn't it when those people become like mm. so integral to how everything yeah. functions and you can't really imagine life without those people no, and, they're, no, no. and they're part of your world and I was thinking as well when you say about the meetings where people would be talking to David and you'd just be thinking they should really be talking to me but I'm just going to let it slide. Yeah. But I think there's actually a bit of a superpower in being underestimated sometimes mm. and people not knowing what you're capable of. As I was listening to an interview you did where you said you've walked, literally walked across hot coals, not yeah. once, not twice, but four times. Yeah, yeah. And... I love the fact that people might not know that when they meet you. That's an amazing yeah, thing to yeah. have that in your armory. Yes. Um, yes. No, I, I, Tony Robbins actually helped a lot. Mm. Um, so both from a confidence perspective. Yeah. Um, and also from a, like, for example, when David passed away, I was lost. I didn't really know what to do sort of thing. You keep going because of the children, but I found myself like crying all the time and things and whatever. So I actually um, went on a Tony Robbins course to get my head right, sort of, because I felt that people were expecting me to be sad all the time and everything. And so it was like, 
get my head around the fact that it's okay to be happy. Yeah. David would want me to continue to continue and sort of like Absolutely. and also if you're grieving, things. no one has the right to dictate what that grief looks like. I know, no but it's it's sort of yeah, people's perspectives yeah, and sort of things. But yes, walking on the hot coals, that the whole concept is that if you can do that and you didn't think it was possible, just think what else is possible that you could yeah. actually achieve. Um but yes, I it's still hard though. It's, yeah. it's still hard, but yes. Yeah, but that's no, the whole I point, really, is yeah. it's something you don't Yeah. I did want I did another do. <laughs> course of his recently. Yeah. Um about uh, within a year, was it something? About a year. Where because obviously you're doing it in house and then mm. he's got these you know setups, uh you can't walk across hot coals, but he gets um you get wood. Mm-hmm. And you do the crafty chop of the wood. Oh wow! So I've done. I did that, and I remember doing. I was literally had the two chairs, sort of like sitting here, and sort of a piece of wood in front, and got the video, sort of it. And I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to do it, sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it it worked first time, and it was like, oh my god, wow! I've actually achieved it. There's an so, inner yeah. strength. That's yeah, brilliant. But I like the courses take you out of your comfort zone. Yes. So I actually like pushing myself. Yes, I'm getting a sense of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think um, I'm always excited by talking to people where they've sort of just quietly getting on with ch- shifting the landscape of what's expected. And the fact mm. that you've got this goal of, you know, working for another 18 months, two years mm. to get to a goal in Fortnite, I think it's brilliant. And I, along the way, I mean, have you had some sort of funny conversations with... I don't know, other parents at the school gate kind of thing about about the path that your family have gone on? Because it must be quite satisfying when in the end it actually uh, is all working towards no, something. I think because, no, because the children are older now. I mean, Charles yeah. is going to be 26 soon. Yes, no, no, not Charles now. Charles is 19. That, I know they were young. I think the people that knew us, it it wasn't so much of an issue, but yes, it, it made sense for what we were doing. And I'm not in that circle of parents yeah. as such. But um I do try a lot of a lot of the uh players maybe do come to me and say, Can you talk to my parents? because oh, yes. they don't understand about yeah. esports. Um so I have had conversations with parents about that sort of like online as yes. opposed to at the school de- gate so to speak but hopefully I am sort of like a role model to them as well to to them as well so that you know they can sort of like Absolutely. come and see what I've achieved and it's not just all about gaming and the fact that there are other careers that they can do and as I've said before like the transferable skills and things What's their main worry do you find with the parents just it's just because gaming has got such a bad reputation so they're just online the yeah, whole time and they're not mixing that. with their friends they're yeah. not seeing you know typical they're not touching grass so yeah. to speak you know seeing much daylight yeah yeah but i actually think covid helped with that a little bit mm. because uh parents weren't you saw lots of online classes coming up yeah and so also things like the they were meeting pubs. They, you know, you'd have like pub. They, they would all be yeah. drinking, and they would go on via Zoom or whatever mm-hmm. other different app. Part, you know, and they would all be socialising, but online. Yeah. Now that is what the children do all yes, the time. Exactly. But they weren't aware of that. 
Yeah, and it kept so them in touch they, with people as well. So they kids. were keen. To, so yeah. I think from that it, it helped the mm. perspective that um, they are actually socialising and meeting with their friends and everything. Absolutely. And things, but it just online as opposed to. And, and then yeah. you've got like LAN events and things and, you know, where they can actually then meet up in in person and things and whatever, so. No, I think um, as well when I know that with uh, with Sonny, um, he, for him, I think going online and gaming has given him access to a much broader um, social group than he was, mm. he wasn't finding as many like-minded souls yeah, at school. Yeah, school, yeah. But that, act, that gave him a much bigger friendship group and then... Mm. Sometimes it'd be he'd say, "Oh, I've got so and so coming over. They're actually from Sweden, but they're yeah. coming to London, and they're going to we're going to meet up." Yeah. And at first, you'd be thinking, "Well, I hope they're really who they say they mm. are." But, yeah. Um, I think you have to learn to to trust your trust your kids as well. I mean, most of them, yes. I mean, there's like there's a program called Discord, so all the kids yeah. tend to use Discord and things. So you can do face cam and sort of mm. like. I mean, as parents, you could. I would suggest you try and get more involved in what, what your children are interested in. So, I mean, the people that they're are quite often streaming and they've got face cams on or you could ask to meet them in yeah. a group and chat to them and they can actually do uh, video. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like I think being involved so. is a good idea. Playing the game with them, sitting yeah. down with them. Um, it's funny, it's reminded me of this time where... Mm. Uh, He's not there anymore, but there was a deputy head. Because um, obviously having older kids and younger kids, I yeah. my little ones, they all know all all about, particularly Fortnite, actually. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that they, yeah. even my four-year-old will have a go. I know yeah. it's not the age yeah. guideline. But um, there was a time when I think my nine-year-old and my six-year-old were playing a bit because of my elder boy. And at school, my nine-year-old got told, when, no more Fortnite at the junior school, no talking about it, no playing it. Really? And so my boy said to the head, this guy, oh, but my mum says it's okay. And the head said, if your mum said that we're going to rob a bank on Saturday, would you do that? So Kit came home <laughs> from school and told me this. And I said, firstly, I'm your mum. If I've decided as a family we're robbing a bank on Saturday, absolutely, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Secondly, that's illegal. <laughs> I can't compare one with the other. Yeah. I was like, what a ridiculous thing. But yeah. but ultimately, yes, if we're robbing a bank, we're robbing a bank. If I'm that woman, yeah, yeah, get yeah, your bank yeah, yeah. off, off we go. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant compared to playing, playing a bit of Fortnite to robbing a bank. I know, I know. Fair enough, Mr. Connell, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Sometimes yeah. you've got to question authority, that's mm. okay. Um, but um, I think you're absolutely right about if you're worried about what your kids are doing, I think involving yourself, and that counts for loads of things actually, mm. because it's so vital about the communication. And do you feel like how how do your kids feel about you now being so engrossed in Fortnite, particularly as your no. Fortniteing son is not yeah. Fortniteing anymore? I know he's, he, he's really happy for me, ah. but he actually did. Um, he was online the other day when my cup got announced, and it was like. It's really weird. My mom's sort of like having a okay. You can go in game and you can see like the Mama Benji Fishy Creator Cup. It's like it's really weird. I hope he tells you sometimes. Can you please just get out of this room and see some yeah. daylight? Just go and get some vitamin D. We mom. need to we need to reverse it because I'm still having to like I might be playing a game yeah or in a tournament yeah 
And Benji will come in, can I have food now? Uh, well, I can't. I'm in the middle of a game, you know. Um, or I'm streaming and sort of like, streaming's not too bad. I can yeah. sort of like maybe put something else on so they could see something and then I can go and quickly put something in the oven and then yeah. sort of like 20 minutes later I've got to put the timer on and I've got to get it out. So yeah, it's quite difficult sort of like balancing the it sort of yeah um, with that but um we 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 make it work i'm we sure you do and uh do you get good broadband on your island how's your wi-fi we had to have special line put in oh wow cool yeah they originally quoted <laughs> seventeen thousand, but Ooh. we got it for ten thousand we about ten thousand we had to end up paying they had to dig up the whole road so we've got like a dedicated line wow yeah the internet that was here would not have been good enough no but that's an investment in the future you've made yeah there, so, so that you can sort of stream and things so how long ago did there. you do that a few years back now uh when he qualified for world cup but it took over six months six to eight months and a lot of things to actually get because they actually had to like put the line all the way across the river so amazing was, yeah but it works is it really good now it's not bad well <laughs> not bad the oh, no. it's 100 up and down but yeah. my older son who lived in hendon yeah um actually through virgin got better internet than oh. we've got here well it's funny you can go for the go for the a grade and it's all it's mm. never completely perfect with the blooming wi-fi yeah i've recently got two more questions for you and one of them is as i was leaving uh, my 10 year old he's off school today and i said what questions have you got and he said how would you recommend that he improves his view account for things that he uploads online Oh, just what to make for? it more interesting, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he he does things so like, like YouTube he, and things. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that that can be a difficult one. Um, I mean, having the right tags on there. Oh yes. Um, so I would say maybe what I used to do was you can you can put different add-ins into your browsers but it allows you to then look at the keywords from say a youtube video or something okay so maybe take a video that's doing really well and look and see what tags that they're using and maybe Smart. try copying some of those tags um he'd be too young for tiktok or anything like that or whatever yeah he's um, so he can't can't do that but no, this is YouTube, and he has to wear a mask because I told him he can't have his face because <laughs> right. he's 10. Mm. And uh, most of his videos... That, that makes it quite hard, actually, sort of yeah. thing. It's sort of... He's hoping for a million a million subscribers so then he can do an unmasking. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> we're, a, we're a little way off. Okay, that, that, might, be, <laughs> yeah, that might be a little bit... It's little really cute. Off. His videos are mostly him doing things like trying... A, the other one, he tried some Prime. Do you know oh, about right, Prime? Yes, yes, yes of course yes, you do. Yes, and uh, yeah. my kit sold ray a bottle of prime that he bought for two pounds for 20 quid and then wow, ray did a video okay. trying this prime sort of underneath his mask yeah. i mean there are videos benji and charles <laughs> used to do videos like of them doing like playing snooker and things when they oh, were yeah. younger and sort of thing they are sort of like yeah. out there sort of yes um well, it's a good idea about the tags though i'm gonna i'm yeah, gonna relay that because that I sounds practical know. and achievable yeah, no, I like that. That'll work for me. Um, and the other question, can you do all the Fortnite dances? No. No, 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 no. no. What? No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not going to do them. I no, 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 no. Just no. in privacy. No, 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 no. No. 
Actually, even Benji got asked to do those when when he was at World Cup. <laughs> they um, or when they go for like media day, they wanted them to do a dance and things for like so they could show on screen or something. That yeah, he doesn't do that either. No, I I can't. I wouldn't mind learning a couple so that I could actually. Yeah, I'd need to learn them and practice them first before I do. But then they're definitely really simple ones. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think the only that. one we can do in our house mainly is that loser one where you oh, kick your legs yeah. around. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah. a couple of disco ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I know. I did want to ask you how when Benji's competing and he and he doesn't go the way he wants. How do you parent through seeing your kid very disappointed if he's a very competitive person? Um. Actually, funny enough, the parents, um, certainly when I talk to jo- Johnny, Miss Savage's dad, um, Martin will act in the same way. I mean, you've just got to leave them. Yeah, give them space. You just cannot talk to them. There is no point going there, giving them a hug, saying, oh, I'm really sorry you didn't do well, and it's just go away, just go away. Yeah. Literally, he will probably go to bed, mm-hmm. switch off everything, uh, especially if it's a big tournament like FNCS, he has, you know, they haven't done really well or something, whatever. Um, and yeah, just just literally leave them. Don't mention it mm. at all. No. Um, and then eventually they'll come out of it and sort of like, and and then just don't mention it. It's okay. just as if it hasn't happened, and he he sort of like reframes him. Uh, it's quite. You know, they do, he reframes yeah. himself and sort of like finds that inner motivation to be able to then, okay, we'll, we'll go again sort of thing. I guess anybody that's involved in something competitive has got to develop mm. that, haven't they? They've yeah. got to find a mindset of how to deal with that because that's part of it. One of my, um, one of my favourite moments is, um, so Benji's had lots of disappointments. They got through to grand finals, FNCS, you know, especially in season X, they were they were meant to win, but they they got griefed and Mex came in and they never won it, sort of thing. Um, so they've they've got to like finals and they've they've been contested, hasn't gone their way, but they did dream hack. Benji and Martin, uh, Miss Savage did dream hack and they won it. And literally the last, like when they're trying to find out whether they won. And Benji's reaction was like, I think we've won it. I think we've won it. Sort of, no, we've won it. And literally he was almost crying because he was so happy that he's actually won a tournament. And then that was like, oh, my God, you've you've achieved, you know, okay, you haven't won FNCS, but, you know, you've yeah. actually, it meant so much to him to, to yeah. win it sort of thing. Um, and actually, like tomorrow, getting to actually play with Benji and with Savage is, is so special to me. It's like all my Christmases and birthdays come at once. Oh, that's Ever. lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. And is it okay if he beats you? Oh, we're playing as a team together. Oh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm relying on them to win. <laughs> I see. No, 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 no. I'm getting carried by those two. Harnessing the power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're going to do the carry. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, well, I wish you all the best with the tournament tomorrow. Thank the cup you. tomorrow. Thank and, you. um, I think what you're doing is awesome, and uh, I appreciate. I'm sure, you'll be there where you want to be. Uh, I hope and the so. time frame you set is going to yeah. be good. Yeah, <laughs> so. thank you, thank you, appreciate. See, isn't that an amazing story? So cool, but also thank you hugely to Anne for being so open and 
just for sharing her life with me, her life story. I thought it was an incredible story and I've thought about her subsequently. And as I said in my intro, I just love the fact that, you know, she's embraced something that's, she's sort of surprised herself, but then it's become a big part of her life and it means something to her. And she's got ambition within the gaming world. There's things she wants to achieve and she's pushing herself. And I think that's, I think it's wonderful. I really, really love that. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, oh, I'm procrastinating. I've got to go back to the, um, got to get back to the packing. And I'm just going to forget something. And it's just whether or not it's something really big or something really small. Let's hope it's something really small. The kids are giving me a list of what they want me to bring. And it's quite extensive. Oh, I just, I just hope I sleep okay. The thing is, it's absolutely boiling this weekend. The forecast for tomorrow is ridiculous. It's supposed to be like 27 or 28 degrees or something daft. But the nights always get cold, don't they? But you know what? No matter what happens tomorrow during the day on the campsite, by the time I get to the Cambridge Festival in the evening, after I sing, Lionel Richie. That is going to make everything A-OK all night long. Oh, yeah. Um, and in the meantime, thank you very much. I'm trying to think... Who is coming up next week? Oh, yes, I know who I'm hoping it is next week. Oh, I can't tell you, though, because it's got to go through a couple more processes before it's done. But let me tell you, in the last week, I've had not one, not two, but about four more people that I've asked, I've approached, names you all know, I think, who've all said yes to doing the podcast. You know, it's just a complete joy. We're nearly at episode flipping 100. I mean, mind-blown, really. In fact... I'm pretty sure in a couple of weeks, it's the third birthday of the podcast. Wowzers, thank you so much for um, for being here with me. And honestly, I know I always say this, but I really do read every single comment if you leave it, I don't know, under the Facebook post or the Instagram post or on Twitter, or if you do it on the, you know, wherever you find your podcast, if you do it on, on Apple where they have the ability to put posts of, you know, comments. I read them all. If there's people you suggest, if there's feedback from from episodes I've done before, if there's people you really liked, it's really nice. It's really nice to hear it. It's nice for me. It's nice for my producer, Claire. But I think it's also really nice for the guests because really they're the ones that are so generous with their time and their knowledge and their, their wit and their wisdom and all of that stuff. So yes, basically, thank you if you feedback. I do actually notice and it does matter. So thank you very much. And wish me luck for camping. That's all I can say. And I will see you on the other side. All right, lots of love. Be good. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.